good evening. How many in here are like me and actually like the snow that we got? I love the snow. I've had multiple people say, are you like in your element? And I said, yes, this is exactly what I like. It's perfect snowball making snow, uh, snowman making snow. Uh, we took Beckham out in it for the first time and he was like, I'm not sure what this stuff is, but uh, we're keeping him, you know, making sure he knows where his dad grew up. So that's good. So right, good to have you with us tonight. And a couple of announcements tonight before we get started. First of all, I'm supposed to announce that the Hope in Christ ministry is going to meet this evening after the service right over here by the piano side. So if you have any questions, you can see uh, Jeanette Murray. She'll be over here to meet, but that'll be right after the evening service tonight. If you're joining us for the first time here in person, please stop by our welcome desk on the way out. Uh, we have a gift to give to you. If you're joining us for the first time online, please go to fbtindy.org slash connect. We'd like to connect you, th- connect with you there and uh, get a record of your visit there. Next one we have is the Pie and Praise service, which is November 22nd. It's a Tuesday. So as we said this morning, our Wednesday services, the service the day before Thanksgiving, both of them, the morning and evening, will be moved to Tuesday. So it'll be 11 o'clock on Tuesday morning and then 7 p.m. on Tuesday night. Uh, there won't be any Awana or all that kind of stuff. It'll all be on those, uh, just in those two Pie and Praise services. Great time if you'd like to bring a pie or something else. We'll eat something else, too. Uh, I was told that say that we should bring peanut butter, but I'm okay if you don't bring any peanut butter pies. That's totally fine with me. Keep those to Pastor Andrew. I can eat all the rest of them. So I do like apple pie, if you were wondering, and uh, so you can bring that. But that will be a great time just of uh, testimonies and uh, just a fellowship as, as a church family. Christmas in Wanamaker is December 3rd. Uh, we have lots of people that are uh, signed up to walk in the parade, which is a great time. I'm excited to be there. I've never done this before since it's been close, since I've been, uh, been here. So we're looking forward to that. But we do need more people to help in the booth. So if you're willing to help in the booth and pass out literature, talk to people about the Lord, about our church, uh, we need more people to sign up for the slots there. So please sign up in the lobby if you're interested in that. Our ladies' Bible study is starting up in January, so if there is a sign-up sheet out in the lobby, if you are interested in participating in that, please, we're going to have you pay for the book up front, because as Pastor said this morning, a lot of times people will say, yeah, I'll come, they'll sign up, and then we order books, expecting people to pay for them when they get there, and then they don't come, and we have a bunch of extra books uh, that we didn't need to buy. So please pay for the books up front. That gives a little more incentive for you to come back. Uh, but that is Thursdays, both 10 a.m. and 7 p.m., uh, starting January 5th. So the ladies can be looking forward to that, but you can sign up in the lobby for that. Our missionaries of the week are Aaron and Jenny Peterson. If you remember, they were here just a couple weeks ago. Um, he was here on a Wednesday morning and evening, and so he presented some pictures, showed a lot of pictures and slides, talked about their ministry, and they've had a lot of people visiting their church, some regular attenders coming. Uh, one lady that got saved was named Dagmar, so we're praying that she grows in the Lord, uh, but he did have a prayer request for their neighbor boy. If you remember him, he, talk, he talked about it. Their son has been witnessing to the neighbor boy over and over and over again, and uh, the neighbor parents said, you can no longer talk or hang out and play with our son. And so he sometimes will talk over the fence. Um, he's not allowed to talk about the Lord, but they're just praying that they'll be able to witness to that family and uh, that that family would come to know the Lord as their Savior. So be in prayer for the Petersons as they go. If you would stand with me, we're going to pray before our service, and then we will get into the song service. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for today. Thank you for another day that you've given to us to praise and glorify you. Um, Lord, it's a day that you've made. We want to rejoice and be glad in that. And Lord, we're so thankful that you have brought this church family together and the encouragement and the, the unity that we can have. And uh, Lord, the challenge that we can be to each other, exhorting one another and edifying one another. Lord, I pray you be with this service. Uh, Lord, I pray that everything that we do and say would honor and glorify you. Thank, thank you for the Petersons and their ministry in Germany. I pray that you would just bless them. I thank you so much for this uh, lady, Dagmar, that got saved. Lord, I pray that you would just help her to grow, be discipled, and, and just plug into that church. But Lord, we pray that you'd be with their neighbors, uh, with their son, and 
Um, Lord, they would just have an opportunity to share the gospel with them, that they would be open and receptive to what your word has to say to them. Lord, give us a great night tonight. Help us to um, listen with attentive ears. Um, Lord, to leave this place different than when we came in. We thank for these things in your name. Amen. And remain standing as we sing, Now I Belong to Jesus. Birthdays or anniversaries? Anybody have a birthday out here this last week? Anybody have a birthday this last week? None? Anniversaries? What? I, that is hard for me to imagine. You, we hardly ever go for a week. So let me give you an update on uh, Skeet. He made it through his uh, surgery. And uh, this is kind of weird. So um, they put a wound vacuum. We've never heard of those, okay? So what it does is it squirts this antibiotic foam into the wound and then sucks all that foam out, and it does that periodically over the next few days, and then they'll go in later this week and um, sew him up. Surgeon said it looks much better, and this should work better than better than it had at keeping it clean. So uh, he appreciates our prayers. And uh, so, anyway, that's where we are with that. No birthdays, no anniversaries. What's next? There you go, Mr. John. Come on up. All right, well, please stand again once if you're able. Tonight's reading will be Daniel chapter number 2, verses 14 through 23. 
Daniel 2, chapter 2, verses 14 to 23. Then Daniel answered with counsel and wisdom to Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, which was gone forth to slay the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Arioch, the king's captain, Why is the decree so hasty made from the king? Then Arioch made the thing known to Daniel. Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time, and that he would show the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning the secret, that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men in Babylon. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in the night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise, and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth in him. I thank thee and praise thee, O God of my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might, and has made known unto me now what we desired of thee. For thou hast now made known unto us the king's matter. Thank you. You may be seated. Not I, but Christ.
we sing our hymn of the month, Christ the True and Better. Leslie, you caught me. I know most songs, and I did not know that one. I like it. There's not that many Thanksgiving songs out there, and I like it. Thank you very much. Yeah, usually I know these, and uh, you know, so Joey was like, I don't know this one, Pastor. I'm like, well, neither do I, so we'll give it a shot. So <laughs> we're going to be in Daniel chapter 2. You've already heard uh, the passage that we're looking at, Daniel chapter 2. 
so uh, don't forget uh, Tuesday, not this Tuesday, but the following Tuesday, Pie and Praise. Looking forward to that. Thanksgiving is upon us. And so uh, we change things around when it comes to our Thanksgiving services. It is a, it's just that. It's pie and praise. So uh, we'll be uh, nibbling. We'll probably, at least for the morning service, definitely have it all happen in the fellowship hall. That Tuesday evening service, it might be difficult to have it all happen there. So we might start here with praise and then end up with pie. Uh, but in the morning service, we can do uh, pie and praise at the same time. Always look forward to those kinds of things. It's just a nice way to switch things up. God's people ought not to get in a rut. You know what a rut is, right? It's a grave with both ends knocked out of it. And uh, so you don't want to get in a rut. You want to keep things uh, happening unusual, so that's helpful. You're in Daniel chapter 2. I'm going to read Hebrews chapter 4 to you. You can stay in Daniel chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 13 says this, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened under the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Father, as we look at this passage of Scripture in Daniel, help us to see the God with whom we have to do. Help us to see who you are and to learn more about you so that we might confidently live our lives with that knowledge. And Father, we will thank and praise you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We'll come back to Daniel chapter 2 next week, Lord willing, and we'll, we'll look at the vision that's being spoken of here. But the basis of Daniel chapter 2 is down further in the chapter when we get to verses 20, 21, 22, and 23, which were read for us tonight. This concept that we have a God who knows everything already, a God who understands all about us. And the Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So answer the question. Who can know it? God does, right? And we can't. We can't even know our own hearts. Uh, have you ever done something and said to yourself, I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I thought that. I don't know why I said that all the time, right? I don't know why. I, I, we, we don't even know our own selves. Why? Why did we get so offended at some point, whatever? You know, why did we get so frustrated with somebody so quickly and easily? I don't know, but God does. But that's the God with whom we have to do everything in Hebrews chapter uh, 4, was it? Lays naked before God. There's nothing hidden. God knows it all. Well, here in Daniel chapter 2, uh, Daniel's going to be called upon to, to interpret a dream. And that interpretation has as its foundation what Daniel knows about his God. And I want to challenge us tonight because if we, can, if we can come to the place where we are confident like Daniel that uh, God, of who God is, then I believe it allows us to be able to be used by God to, to accomplish more for his glory and honor. So skip down if you would to verse 20 uh, and let's take a look at it. Daniel answered and said, Blessed. Be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are His. Let's stop there for a moment. Let's learn what we, remind ourselves what we know about God. Wisdom and might are His. There are two of God's traits, of those, uh, you know, things that belong only to God that are hinted at here. Wisdom is God. That makes God omniscient, Right? omniscient. God knows everything. Do you believe that? 
I mean, the Bible describes it this way. He knows how many hairs are on your head. Now, quite honestly, I'm to the age where I'm not sure where my head hair and my neck hair... You, you know, but God knows how many... My ear hair, my... Never mind, I don't even go there. But God knows exactly how many hairs are on your head and mine. God knows everything. He is omniscient. If we can get to where we are confident in this knowledge that God has never been caught off guard, that God has never been taken by surprise, that God knows everything, once we become confident in that, then it's easier for us to become a person with the character of Daniel. Daniel is facing what everybody is saying here in chapter 2 is an impossible situation. The king is asking too much. The, uh, the astrologers and wise men go to the king and say, King, there's a reason why people don't ask this of their astrologers and their wise men, because this is irrational, it's unreasonable. But Daniel's approach is totally different, because he has a confidence that the God he serves knows everything. Now, think about this for a moment. Let's, let's see if you can come up with a practical illustration. We've got a little extra time tonight. If I know that God knows everything, give me a way in which God knowing something that I don't know would help me. Can you, come, you understand what I'm trying to say? Can you give me an example of if I know that God knows something, how does that help me? Go ahead. <laughs> you had to bring the roundabout up, didn't you? Uh, I do go through a roundabout or two tomorrow. Uh, and who's going to be? Oh, I think I told you that story, but Rory Bond, we've been praying for Pastor Rory Bond. He is in, he's in a world of hurt. They did uh, how many quadruple? Was it quadruple? Six. Six bypasses on his heart, and that was uh, now... Four weeks ago? And he's still in the hospital because they can't find where he's losing blood. They've given him 15 units of blood. And it's getting very serious at this point. you know. So, uh, But anyway, I was, I was up preaching at Roy Bond's church this last summer. And he says, follow me to the restaurant. And we, we're following, I'm following him. And we go to, get to a roundabout. And this poor, dear, sweet lady in front of us, I don't know if she came from the church or not, but she probably did because there's like, it's like the church is at a dead-end street. I'm not making this up, and so kind of to get there, you almost had to come from the church. So he probably knows who she was. I don't know who she was, but she doesn't know how to do a roundabout. And she stops, and she looks, and there's a car coming. The car's not at a roundabout yet, but there's a car coming. So she waits on the car, and when the car finally comes around, then she eases herself. I'm not kidding. It took us about six minutes to get to the other side of the roundabout. It was just, whoo. And you know me in roundabouts. I am often not very patient. So, but isn't it great to know that God knows already? What's another thing that God knows that would actually impact the way I'm living my life? Say it again. My lifespan. You know, I mean, there are people who sit around and worry about whether they're going to die. And, but you know what? God knows. God knows. And I don't have to worry about that. I can give that to God and let him take care of it. God knows. God knows what's going to happen at your job. 
God knows what's going to happen with your kids tomorrow. People sit around and worry and fret and stew about something. But when I become confident that I have a God who knows everything, then I become able to face life in a different fashion. Here's Daniel. I mean, they're throwing an impossible situation at all of the wise men of, of whom Daniel is one. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are brought into the story, as you know. And this is an impossibility. But Daniel says, listen, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to this God. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom is his. The Bible says in the book of James, by the way, if any of you and I lack wisdom, what are we supposed to do? Ask of God. Who does what? Giveth to all men liberally. He doesn't hold anything back. He gives us more than we need. And upbraideth not. That upbraideth is like God's not going to ridicule you. What? You have to come to me for wisdom? You should know better. No, that's not God. He's not going to upbraid us. He is going to give us liberally the wisdom that we need. We can go to that God because we know that God is that source of wisdom. And then it goes on to the second one. Might is his. What's the, uh, what's the next character trait that's there? Omnipotent. God is all-powerful. Do we believe that? Do we believe that God is all-powerful? We look at this uh, circumstances of our nation, and it's easy to throw up our hands and say, we're in a world of hurt. It's over. I can hear the fat lady already singing, right? I mean, it's done. I mean, that's probably not politically correct for me to say that. But anyway, uh, you know, it's like, okay, here we are. We can hear the song, and, and, and it's easy for us to, but guess what? We have a God who is all-powerful. Do we believe that? When you're facing situations in your life, cancer, um, that great unknown that we never know out there, what's going to happen in this situation or that situation, because we know that there's something that could happen. But we have a God who is all-powerful. The reason that Daniel comes confidently to this God of his is because Daniel has already settled these things that he knows about God. I know that God is the source of wisdom, Daniel says. And I know that God is all-powerful. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we're going to go to that God. And it begins to change things. We need to learn to be a Daniel. We need to learn something about our God as we kind of work ourselves through this powerful God of ours. Look at verse 21. And he changeth the times and seasons. Now, wait a minute. I thought we did that with all our, with all our uh, gas emissions and stuff. Wait a minute. I mean, we're destroying the planet, right? No, 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 no. You know what? God is the one that changes. And by the way, you put the changing the times as a different thing, right? Uh, we just changed the times last week. No, we didn't. I mean, we don't change the times. But God changes the times and seasons. Now, times and seasons, he puts that right in there as, as right, the natural order of the world. But God changed it. Remember this God? This is that omnipotent God that we're talking about. When, uh, who was sick? Hezekiah, thank you. When Hezekiah was sick. And, uh, He's, he's asking God to heal him. How will I know that God's going to heal? And, and the, uh, the prophet says, well, do you want God to move the shadow forward or backward? And Hezekiah's like, 
The shadow's going to move forward without God's help. But it takes a miracle to move the shadow backward. Move it back. And now, scientifically, this is not possible. Do you understand? Science tells us that if the world stopped spinning and spun the other direction, we'd all go flying off someplace in outer space. This doesn't work scientifically. But if you have an all-powerful God who is the one in charge of things, he changes the times and seasons. And it was nothing for God to have the sun stand still. And it was nothing for God to have the shadow move backward. Because that's the God that we serve. And Daniel has already come to grips with this. This is the God that Daniel is going to go to. And why he is able to go to God with confidence. Because he's already learned some things about God. What do we know about this God of ours? Are we confident that this is the God that we have? Pastor, you don't know the circumstances I am in. If God can change the times and seasons, do you think God can change your circumstances? Someone said to me just a few minutes ago before the service, and I hope they don't mind me sharing this, but I won't tell who it was, but uh, how are you doing? And he says, well, I need to get out from under my circumstances. Let me introduce you to God. This is the God that we have. You know what he does? He changes things for us. That's the God that we have. He, he's not caught off guard by what's happening in our lives. He hasn't been taken by surprise by anything that's taken place. That God is capable then of taking that circumstance, using it for his glory, changing it if he wants to, making anything happen. He can change the seasons. We're not going to destroy God's timing with, with uh, you know, green energy or, or change God's timing with green energy. It's not going to change things. It's not. That's not the way this works. God's the one in charge. But he goes on to say something else. Look, since we just got over a wonderful election. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. That's what the Bible says. God takes people out of the way and God puts people in. You say, there's no way God could have put that king in place. Yeah, I'll tell the people who are under Ahab that. He, the Bible says, removeth kings, and he sets kings up. This God of ours is in control. This God of ours is in charge. This God of ours is able to make things happen that you and I can't understand. If we know this God, and we're facing these circumstances like Daniel, all of a sudden we come to this God totally different. Because we're confident in the God we're coming to. That's where Daniel's at. goes on and says he gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. Here's what God wants to do. God wants to add that wisdom for us. He is the giver of wisdom. And God wants to, he wants to add that wisdom to us. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He is sovereign. He's in control. This is the God that we're serving. So Daniel, here he is. He's in, in this dilemma, literally. I mean, he is literally between a rock and a hard place, Right? Do the impossible or die. That's where he's at. Everybody's saying, this is impossible. There's no way. We can't do this. And we'll look at the vision later on. But if they don't do this, they're going to die. But Daniel knows something that everybody else doesn't seem to know. He knows the God that he serves. And he knows that God is omniscient and omnipotent and in control. And Daniel, with confidence is able to bring his circumstances 
before that God. And that's the God I want us to get to know. How are we going to be a Daniel? We've been looking at this, how to become a Daniel, how to, how to actually live out a life that would be as meaningful as Daniel's. There's a little 12-chapter book, and so much hinges on it in the Scripture because God did something unusual in Daniel. Take a look at verse 22. He revealeth the deep and secret things. Have you ever, have you ever just thought, you know, Lord, I wish you'd just expose that person for what they really are and let America see them for what they are? Well, guess what? We have a God who is able to do these things. He revealeth deep and secret things. In the New Testament, we're told that those things which are done in secret, what's going to happen to them? They'll be shouted from the housetops, right? God is the God of light, and that's what you're going to see next. And, the, and he, he reveals, and he reveals the deep and secret things. By the way, this is what he does for us. Remember David? He said, as he's praying, see if there be some wicked way in me. Lord, show me my heart, because it's a deep and secret thing. It is something that is desperately wicked. I can't know it, God. I want you to show me, reveal to me what's in my heart so that I can get my heart right with you. That's the God that Daniel's going to. If we know that we have a God that reveals deep and secret things, and somebody comes and says, if you don't reveal this deep and secret thing that you don't know, you're going to die. Would we have the confidence to go to God like Daniel did? Until we get to know God like Daniel, we're not going to be able to have what we know about God change us, impact the way we're approaching life. He reveals the deep and secret things and knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth within him. Uh, Psalm 139. You know that verse, right? that chapter, right? Uh, o Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. And then it goes through all the things that God knows. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou compasses my path and my lying down every place that I'm going and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, a word that I've yet to utter, but thou knowest it altogether. This is the God that Daniel knew. He knows that this God knows all of these things, and we're trying to figure out what this secret is. Daniel's like, this is, this is a no-brainer. Let's go to this God that I know. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me, such knowledge too wonderful for me is high. I cannot attain unto it. He goes on to say, Whither shall I go from thy spirit? And whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. Make my bed in hell, behold. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and the right hand shall guide me. Surely the darkness hideth not from thee. The darkness shineth as the day. This is the God that we're coming to. Do we believe that God knows everything already? And that God will, if we will allow him, reveal to us the things that we need to know. That's what he does. He reveals the deep and secret things. He is the God of light. We are called upon by God to walk in the light as He is in the light. That's what we're called upon to do. 
In fact, we're supposed to walk as children of the day, not as children of the dark, right? Not as children of night. That's what we do. Daniel knows this God, and it's about to impact Daniel's life dramatically. Because when Daniel takes this step, he is catapulted because of, of his trust in God. But we can't be a Daniel to trust God unless we can get to know this God of ours. So here's Daniel. He's in this rock and hard place. He's got to figure out what he's going to do. But Daniel isn't afraid. And look what Daniel does. Now this is an amazing thing because we haven't yet gotten to the answer. <clears throat> you understand? If you read the story, Daniel doesn't know the answer to the riddle, so to speak. He does not know what it is that's going to keep them alive. But Daniel doesn't wait to get to verse 23. He says, I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers. You see, Daniel is so confident in God that before God moves, Daniel is thanking God for it. Before God moves, Daniel is praising God. Why? Because he knows who God is. He is confident of the God he's coming before. And he says, God, I thank you and I praise you. O oh, thou God of my fathers, who hast given me wisdom and might and hast made known unto me now what we desired of thee. Daniel isn't, he's like, okay, Lord, here we go. Let's go. I thank you and praise you and, oh, and now I know. Sometimes I think this is one of our problems. We get stuck in the problem and we're back here hiding behind the problem. And we're afraid to step out and thank God and praise God because we're not convinced God is going to move yet. We're, unlike Daniel, we want, to, we want to see it all ahead of time. Do you remember uh, what, God, what Jesus said to Thomas? Blessed, blessed are they who have not seen and yet believe. In the New Testament, we are told we walk by faith and not by sight. How do you walk by faith? Well, faith is not a blind leap, teenagers, not just jumping out and hoping something happens. That's folly. That's stupidity. Faith is seeing that there is a God that I know and I'm going to trust that God. And I'm stepping out in faith, trusting God to do everything that I know about Him. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. And the circumstance that I find myself in has not caught him off guard. And I can begin this process of trusting God right here. I'm going to thank the Lord. I'm going to be thankful. Because this all-powerful, almighty God, no matter what else happens here, God's in, in control. God's in charge. And Daniel steps out in faith. It's a big deal. Oh, thou God of our fathers. <coughs> Excuse me. He praises him. Who has given me might. Wisdom and might, and now it's made known. Now, here's where it becomes trickier for us, right? How do we know God's will? That's what we always want to know. What do we, how do we know God's will? And it becomes a challenge for us. How do we figure out what God wants us to do? And I'm telling you, whether you believe this or not, we, look, we, we are more like the children of Israel in trusting God than we give ourselves a, a credit for here. God says, you start walking, I'll part the waters, right? Don't wait for the waters to part. Just start walking, I'll part the waters. 
And all too often when we're trying to figure out God's will, we're afraid to take those steps. And the real problem is that we're not confident in the God who's directing us. We've got to be confident. We've got to trust this God of ours and take the steps of faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. And so now, here's Daniel. He is going to be made, given this uh, understanding of the king's matter, and it's going to change everything. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel. And, oh, by the way, even the unsaved astrologers, their lives are saved because Daniel knows who God is. So now we back up to the beginning of this. What do we know about God? What do you and I know about God confidently enough to take a step of faith in our life? That becomes the challenge. How can we become a Daniel until we become confident in who God is? So I'm going to add to some of this, right? God is all-knowing and all-powerful and, I'm going to add this, we know it, it's a biblical concept, God loves me. Oh. So here I am, I'm waiting for the diagnosis. That diagnosis that is going to tell me whether or not I'm going to live longer or not. Or if I'm going to be able to be comfortable while I'm living. I'm waiting for that diagnosis. But what I have is a God who knows everything, who is capable of changing the seasons and the times, a God who is in control, who is almighty, all-powerful, and he loves me. He loves me. So can I trust that God with whatever the diagnosis is? That becomes the challenge. We lose sleep, we lose weight, we, lo- we, you know, we, we lose our health in worry about a diagnosis because unlike Daniel, we're still not confident in the God that we're serving. But when I become confident, let me give you another one. Let me add something else to it. God, this by the way, is not just a saying, it's actually from the scripture. God is fill in the blank. Good. God is good. Do I believe God is good? Well, Pastor, you don't know what just happened to me. I, mean, I you know, I was on my way to work. I'm running late. I get a flat tire. And as I'm pulling off the road, somebody bumps into the back of my car. You know, got now we're in this insurance mess. But is God still good? Is God still in control? Is God still capable of changing your circumstances? What is keeping me from moving forward for the things of God? And it's my lack of confidence in what I know about God. I need to get to the place where, like Daniel, I'm willing to trust what I know about God in such a way that it changes my approach to life. All of the astrologers, they're all cowering in the corner. They're scared half out of their wits. They're preparing themselves to die. They've gone home and signed their wills, and they're done. But Daniel's like, uh, hey guys, let's pray. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Come on. Let's pray. And here's who we're going to pray to. We're going to pray to the all-powerful, almighty, all-knowing, sovereign, loving, gracious, good God that we're coming to. And we're going to trust that God to do something in this circumstance. And it changes 
their point of view. So here we are. Are we ready to let God change our point of view? Well, let's figure out what we know about God. And let's be willing to move forward from that point. All right? We're stopping early because my voice is about to give out. Um, but are, we, are you ready to move forward with whatever life? I don't know what life's dealt you. I don't know. I'm fairly certain there's not very many people here who are facing execution. That's where Daniel was. He was facing execution. And you may feel like you're facing execution sometimes, but I doubt that there's many of us that are there, right, facing execution. And yet Daniel, rather than hiding, Daniel, rather than running, he brings this to the God that he knows. So I want to challenge us. Let's pray. Let's take it to the Lord. And let's see what God, who can change the times, change the seasons, who gives willingly wisdom and strength and all of those things that God is in control of and is good and loving. Let's bring them to the Lord. Heads bowed, eyes closed, please. Say, Pastor John, you don't know it, Pastor, but I'm facing some major issues right now. And it may not be that I'm facing execution, but I do feel like a Daniel. I feel like my back is against the wall, and I can't find a way out. And I've been letting it drag me down and, and leave me afraid and, and uh, losing sleep. But Pastor, I, I've been struggling. I need to, like Daniel, take a step of faith. And trust what I know about this God of ours. Pastor, would you pray for me that I will be able to be confident in what I know about God? Would you slip your hand up and let me see that so I can pray for you? Thank you, thank you, four or five, thank you, many. I, I, I know that that's, those are difficult things. And I, I don't know what it is you're facing, but I know that when you're raising your hand to that, it, it's a tough one. But can I just remind you that God loves you and that the God who loves you isn't surprised by what you're going through and that that God can step into your life and do what is necessary for us and we can trust him to be good. Father, broken hearts here tonight, God, I pray that uh, you would encourage and uplift God, that you would show yourself strong. Give us, God, confidence in who you are. So that like Daniel, we could take a step of faith. So that like Daniel, we could be used to show forth your power and your might to the people around us as they see you at work in us and through us. God, I pray that we would see you even more so, higher and lifted up than we ever have. And Father, we'll thank and praise you for all that you do in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we go to the invitation, let me ask you this question. You say, Pastor, I already know this. Do you think that you and I know how powerful God is? Do you think you and I know just how all-knowing he is? We can't wrap our minds around this. You understand? So take what you think you know about God, multiply it by a thousand... And you're not there yet, because he is infinite. We are the finite. We're not there yet. 
That's the God that Daniel's learning to know. And that's what gives Daniel the confidence to take a step of faith. Let's stand. We'll sing together. Have thine own way. Have thine own way, Lord. The altar's open. You step out. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will. While I am waiting, yielded and still. Okay, so we uh, need to talk real quickly as a family. You can just stand here. That won't take long. But um, we've got to figure out how to jump through some hoops for us. These are the challenges. So if I said, Troy and Sarah, here this morning, how many of you know who I'm talking about? Three of us, visitors, young couple, said, here's what it says on their note, we know several people that have visited and go to your church. That's why they came. Troy and Sarah. We've got to be careful. Uh, this isn't a rebuke. This is, this is our challenge, right? We've got to, you've got to make some of this happen. If I said, Logan and Katie, four people, we gained one. Four. So both these young couples are visiting this morning. Fill that card. Uh, Logan and Katie met us. Here's, how did you find out about us? Google. So, uh, Google hasn't blackballed us yet, I guess, but uh, there we are. Uh, and again, this isn't, it's not a criticism, it's just we need to be aware. God's sending people our way. These are both young couples. Logan and Katie just got married. Troy and Sarah are engaged to be married. They're both looking for churches. And our church is one of those ones that they came to visit. And um, we need to make sure that they, that they know that we know that they're here. And that's the challenge of this two-service thing. It's really a challenge. I'm not, I don't like it, but, you know, it's where we are right now. But it's a challenge. We've got we to gotta try and make things happen. And uh, so when you see somebody you don't know, you can't just assume that you should know them. We've got to step out, right? And uh, so tonight I don't think we have any first-time visitors. I'm glancing around. I don't know if I missed somebody, but... Uh, you know, there's people that you haven't seen in a while, people whose names you should know that you don't, you know. And so uh, what you do is you, you do your job on the way out. That's our job, right? Let's make sure that one of the things that's been the hallmark of our church is, is the welcomeness that we provide. Uh, one of the things that we've lost is that handshaking time, and that went away with COVID. And some of you are hoping I never bring it back, and some of you are waiting, wondering why it hasn't come back yet, and, uh, you know, it is what it is, but, you know, we don't have to have a designated handshaking time to be welcoming, right? So, this is your time, you have some extra minutes uh, here, so make sure that uh, somebody knows that you're glad to see them on your way out, Lord bless you, keep you, make a space shout, and give you peace, God bless you, you are dismissed. Mm-hmm.